Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You will have trouble. Oh, how I wish it said. There's a good chance, possibly, you know, that you might come upon some... No, you will. I don't like that word. I looked it up in the original. You know what it says in the original? Will. It says will. You will. Guaranteed. Expect it. Expect to have trouble in this world. But take heart. Why? Because I have overcome the world. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Some people are under the impression that a Christian life is always happy and blessed. Pastor J.D. reminds us today, however, that Christians are to expect trials. You're to expect trouble so that you can prepare for your faith to be tested. But amidst the storms, you have hope because you know that Jesus has conquered death. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. If you don't pass the test, you're going to have to retake the test. Oh, I've retaken so many tests in my time. And, and this is true in the sense that the Lord wants us to pass the test as it were. So here comes the test. Here comes the trial. Here comes the adversity. God wants me to learn something. God wants me to have something that I heretofore do not have, namely strength. So it's like God's saying, you, you pray and you're asking me for strength. Lord, I need your strength. You know not what you ask. I can just hear the angels given charge concerning me and go, did he just pray that? Yes, he did. Did he just pray and ask God to give him strength? Yeah, oh no. Because <laughs> guess what? The way that God's going to give him strength is to give him a trial, because in the trial comes the strength. Oh, I wish there was a shortcut. Here's a second reason, and this is a biggie. The reason that trials should never shake our faith is because we should expect trials. Uh, Stay with me on this. When I'm not expecting trials, I'm going to be blindsided by the trials. I mean, when when you are expecting it, you're steadied and readied for it. But when you're not expecting it, Oh my goodness, you're completely derailed by it. And this is so true in this regard. It's even worse than that. I'm sorry to say it like that, but it's actually worse than that. Not only should trials be expected in our lives, trials are the destiny of our lives. That's what Paul said. He he says, for you know that we were destined for them. You'll forgive me. I, I, I struggle with, and maybe I'm 
hypercritical, but I love good preaching. I mean, I have my favorite Bible teachers that I listen to on a daily basis, sometimes all day throughout the day. I just, I just love the style of their teaching and preaching. And on the other side of that, there are guys, with all due respect, brothers in Christ, I'll see them in heaven. Thank God that we'll know nobody in heaven according to the flesh here on earth. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord, so much. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. But here's the basic tone of it. You have a destiny. I do. You have a purpose and a destiny to be fulfilled in your life. I do? Yeah. What is it? Oh, grand and glorious things. It's your destiny, 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 destiny. I don't find that here. I'm sorry. You'll forgive me. You know what our destiny is? Trials. Oh, I don't want to hear that. That's the problem. It's not being preached. It's not being heard. And so sad, because it sets people up for this derailing, unexpected, God, what are you doing? Why is this happening? I thought I had a destiny. You do, but the destiny was for trials. That's your destiny. You're destined for them. And sadly, many a Christian is ill-prepared. They're not expecting it. And that's why they're so shaken by it. When the trial comes, they were ready. They weren't expecting it, and they weren't planted and solid and standing firm deep with their roots in the Word of God. You know, it's not in my notes again. I always go back and forth with the Holy Spirit. Are you sure I'm supposed to share that? And then if it keeps coming back up, then I, I yield to the Holy Spirit. So maybe this is for somebody here or watching online. When I uh, first got saved, I really got grounded early on in the Word of God. Read the Bible all the way through for the first time. Took me about six months. Couldn't put it down, actually. And I got off to a good start. Got off on the right foot, so to speak. Got into a church, a Calvary Chapel at the time, that was teaching the Word. And I got grounded and rooted in the Word. So I was ready. I didn't have any of this rose-colored glasses gospel where, hey, come to Jesus and all your problems will go away. Oh, happy day. Because see, if I signed up for that, and then the trial hits, you're going, hey, I didn't sign up for this. What's this? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I knew it was coming, and I was ready for it. And so then, when, not if, the trial hit, the adversity struck. It's like a tree, right? You know when the storms come, you see these, especially palm trees are like bent down like this. A good posture to be in, by the way. Bowed before the Lord in the storm. 
but they don't fall over. Why? Because that root system is deep and strong, and it can bear up. But did you know that the way that the root system of that tree that doesn't go down when the storms come, you know how it gets so strong and how it goes so deep? The storms! The storms is what gives that tree the strength to grow so the roots are down deep and they remain steadfast so they're not moved. And that tree, that Christian life, does not come tumbling down. It's what Jesus said when He taught the parable of the two builders. They had a lot in common. They were both, apparently they both went to the same church. No, because He says that, you know, they, they set out to build, and the only difference was the one that built on the rock was the one who heard and heeded the words of Christ, the Word of God. The other one was hearing the Word, but he was not a doer of the Word. And so that when the storm came, down he went. Yesterday was a special day for me personally, for my family. Sixteen years ago, we moved here. I boarded a plane with my wife and my two boys at the time, aged five and three, and we left Spokane and we flew here on Pearl Harbor Day. I flew on a plane to <laughs> Hawaii. It's, God's got a sense of humor. And uh, to start this work by faith. But you have to understand all of the trials during that time. The first two years I thought I had made the worst decision of my life. I mean the adversity and, and all of the trials, and then my daughter dying, and then the financial trials, and the difficulties, and the tests, and the temptations. And I thought, God, I don't understand. Oh, you'll see. When? <laughs> when? You'll see. Just wait, you'll see. That's Psalm 27, 13 and 14, by the way. I would have lost heart, David said, had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's this side of heaven. And he, and he talks to himself. That's different from self-talk. It's talking to self. He, he says to himself, you, you be strong and you wait. Wait on the Lord. You'll see. Just wait. You'll see. And sure enough, I, I see now that all of those trials had strengthened me for that which God was preparing for me. Listen to what Jesus said in John 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Oh, how I wish it said, there's a good chance possibly, you know, that you might come upon some, no, you will. You, I don't like that word. I looked it up in the original. You know what it says in the original? Will. It says will. You will. Guaranteed. Expect it. Expect to have trouble in this world, but take heart. Why? Because 
I have overcome the world. In Acts chapter 14, we're told that Paul, this is when he was in Lystra, was stoned and left for dead. But after the disciples gathered around him, he got up and (laughs) went right back into the city of Lystra. You know, I would have taken the hint. I'm not welcome here. You, you, you want to kill me? You leave me for, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Shake the sand from my slippers and move on, man. But not Paul, he goes right back in. Then we're told in verses 21 and 22 that he and Barnabas preached the gospel in that city and, boy, I'm glad he went back in, they won a large number of disciples. And here it is, strengthening and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Listen to how they encouraged and strengthened them to be true to the faith. They said to them, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. What? No, no, I I heard a guy say that I I had a destiny, that that I was, I I have a destiny. Yeah, it's for many hardships. That's the destiny. And you must go through, that's supposed to strengthen and encourage me? You're scaring me. You're unsettling me. This is supposed to strengthen and encourage me. Yeah, how how so? Because now you can expect it. Now you know in advance. So when, not if it happens, you're not going, what's this? What's this? What's this about? Why is this happening? I, I wasn't told about this. No, this is the fine print. You know, the terms of agreement, you know, how many of you just click okay and agree? And you don't read them? You need to read them. I think many times in our Christian walk, we just click agree. Amen. Preach it, brother. Without reading the actual agreement. No, oh, this is the terms. It's on God's terms, by the way. And you already clicked agree. I did. Yeah, right here. Right here's the, <laughs> here's the here's the confirmation email. I love James. I didn't always love James. I used to hate this, and that's a strong way to say it. But I'm just again being very candid with you. Verses two through four of chapter one. You know it well. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. What? What does that say in the original? It must say, consider it pure hell, my brothers and sisters, whenever. It doesn't say that. It says, consider it pure joy. Really? How is that even possible? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Verse 3. It's possible because you know, can I add ahead of time, in advance, that the testing of your faith, your faith is being tested. It produces perseverance. 
And then key word, verse 4, and I underlined it in my notes. Let perseverance finish its work. Why would James be inspired by the Holy Spirit to say, let perseverance finish its work, were it not that we're prone to not let perseverance finish its work? We're kicking, fighting, biting, scratching, complaining. Pastors don't use the word complaining. We use lamenting. It's more spiritual for us. You know, I was lamenting. Wow, you were lamenting. Oh, we were complaining, murmuring. Let perseverance finish its work. Because if you do, then you will be mature and complete and not lack anything. The inference, of course, is that I am lacking something. Yeah. (laughs) Maturity, perseverance, strength, patience, all of the above. I want to close with Peter. I love Peter. I tell you, I, I don't know you know, we always talk about what we're going to do when we get to heaven. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God a few questions. No, you're not. When you get there, you're just going to be in awe. <laughs> you know, they, they say there's three responses when we get to heaven. The first response is, oh, I'm here. <laughs> Second response, they're here. I'll let you think about that one for just a little bit. <laughs> Third response, a little more sobering, where are they? But let's just say for purpose of discussion that when we get to heaven, we'll have the opportunity to talk with people like Peter. I would love to be able to talk with Paul. Wow, Paul, dude. I mean, I probably won't call him dude. That'd be very disrespectful. Of course, I'll be in glory, so it won't matter. But I can't wait to meet this man, Peter. Do do you remember when Jesus says to Peter, Peter, um, so Satan has asked for permission to sift you as wheat. And I know I bring this up often, and there's a good reason for it, because (laughs) if I'm Peter, I'm like, well, you told him no, right, Lord? No, I told him yes. <laughs> Why? Because, he says, I have prayed for you that your faith, faith will not fail. And it wasn't his faith that failed, it was his courage. And isn't it interesting that that was Peter's strongest trait? The reason I, I say it like that is because, in fact, 1 Corinthians ten twelve, the verse before 1 Corinthians ten thirteen about not being allowed to be tested above what we're able to bear up under, Paul says, be careful if you think you stand, lest you fall. You know what he was saying? Is that we're more prone to fall in the areas of our greatest strength And the reason for that is, is because we let our guard down. Oh yeah, no, I got that area of my life under control. 
I'm strong in that regard. I'm strong in that area. And, that, and Satan goes, oh, really? So he goes, goes to the Lord and says, hey, did you hear that? Did you hear what? <laughs> Peter's courage, are you kidding me? He had the courage in that boat, in that storm, to say to the Lord, bid me come. And he walked on water. That's courage. How about when they arrest Jesus in the garden? He had the courage to take on the entire Roman army. Cuts off the ear of Malchus. I mean, this, this is a guy that has courage. And where did he fall? He didn't have the courage. When this young lady says to him, surely you were with this man Jesus. And he says, I swear to you. He didn't swear a curse. He, he swore an oh, I swear that I have never been with this man. And that's when the rooster crowed. And that's when Jesus met Peter's eyes. And not with disdain or disgust, but with compassion and comfort. I told you that this was going to happen, but I also told you that after it happened, that you would strengthen, strengthen your brothers and sisters. Jesus warned Peter ahead of time, so he knew what to expect when it happened. Listen to what Peter would write, and I'll close with this, in his first epistle, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. He says, Dear friends, do not be surprised, don't be caught off guard at the fiery ordeal or trial that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. Two very simple yet so vital truths as it relates to those trials in our life. Know that they are to strengthen you. And know that they are destined for you. So that when the trial hits, I was expecting you. Come on in. I know this is my destiny. And I know, Mr. Trial, that God has allowed it because God wants to strengthen me. So bring it. Bring it. The early churches had a lot to learn about Jesus. His life, death, and resurrection was still a fairly recent event when they were established. And many of the books of the Bible you have today weren't yet written. Pastor J.D. has been walking with you through one such book, a letter penned by the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonian church. This letter was meant to encourage as well as teach, and it continues to do so today. As you were listening, you may have realized that you too have more to learn about Jesus and how He can change your life. If you have any questions or are ready to take steps towards salvation, we want to invite you to visit in spiritandtruthradio.com. Pastor J.D. has simplified the gospel into the ABCs of salvation. These are the basics that everyone needs to know. 
Just click the link on our website and you'll see how easy it is to begin a brand new relationship with Jesus. Know that we're praying for you too here at In Spirit and Truth. We'd love to hear from you and we're available if you have any more questions about faith. Just click on the contact form under About at our website and you can email us using the form there. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you join us for our worship services. Bring your friends and family along too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for being part of our time here today, and we hope you'll tune in again to continue studying the book of 1 Thessalonians right here on In Spirit and Truth. With the old wind.